Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse video game news and reviews for all you filthy casuals out there. My name is Alex. I go by Cross in the gaming community. With me, as always, is Diddy. Howdy, folks. And Jay Dimes. What's going on? It is episode 109 on June 7th, 2021. This is kind of a random... Um, tw- 20, what? No, it's episode 109. Episode 110. 108 was... Uh, was uh, Can you just tell me it was 110? No, it was no, 109. No, you said 109. <laughs> yeah, i'm episode changing changing notes on the fly 109 and uh june 7th and we're uh recording after a week off because of memorial day hope all of our friends in the united states had a wonderful holiday and hope you guys enjoyed the conversation that we had with dominic also known as game studies 101 on tiktok Th- very uh very interesting conversation if you haven't gone back to listen to that it's kind of a philosophical approach on video games go back and listen to the episode prior to this which is episode 108 diddy uh which is fine it's fine uh today though it's, it's a random ass show because the, the news is weird today <laughs> uh first of all you've got mail and i'll play the little no- hold on wait wait i haven't i have a sound for this hold on wait where did the sound go Shit, I don't have the sound ready. Are, I had to reformat my computer. <laughs> Man, damn it. All right, hold on. I'll just... You got mail. Okay, did that sound good? All right, that's fine. I'm a great. We, we open the door, throw the chicken nugget out the airlock, and break down another useless but fun list, as well as being thankful for 5G nanobots in our shoulders after we got injected with that, with that, uh, that uh, what is it, COVID-19 vaccine. All that and more on today's episode of Joystick and Mouse. Gentlemen, before we do that, um, Diddy, you have a uh, some updates to share on your studio. I, I did. I, I So I've been working on this for quite a while, and I think I am finally done. Uh, I got a nice new sexy mic. Uh, hopefully sounds that sounds so good. good to everybody. Oh, yeah. Um, I got a new mixer, which is much easier to use and route sound with. Uh, so hey, I here's my plug. This is not a paid endorsement at all. The Go XLR is expensive and worth every penny. Oh yeah! So you finally got it to work. Got a new one. Oh, love it. Okay. So the okay, Go so, XLR. And, uh, um. So here's my shout out. We are always bashing people when when customer service sucks. Um. Sweetwater who is a company that sells audio equipment almost exclusively were phenomenal. They were fantastic. Everything from switching my order from the Go XLR Mini to the full size, because they had that one in stock. They took the credit, applied it to the new one. They didn't have to do anything other than pay. Um, When I got the first unit, it didn't work. Um, They sent me a new one without having the other one back first um, and just let me exchange it and send the other, send the old one back in the in the same box so they were fantastic That's they so were responsive and worked with me and and I have nothing but praise for them and I will not buy audio equipment from anybody else ever again Sweet they were fantastic yeah, as a musician I've got uh, experience using them for different like stuff that i bought throughout the years uh when i used to gig and they are wonderful absolutely agree um i have a picture for that you posted uh diddy are you cool with me sharing that yeah show the picture so the other thing i got was i got these felt um tiles for the wall uh as sound dampening and i'm telling you as opposed to the foam ones they work thousand times better they look really sharp too they look cool um which was part of it, but the other part of it is they work really, really. Yeah. No, I like the color pattern and everything, and and you got your little uh, lights off to the top right there. People who are watching, by the way, we record every Monday live on twitch.tv slash Alex Alvisu, so our friends watching live on Twitch, you guys can see his current studio setup. Nice and sharp. I love it. Very clean. Very clean. So how long until it gets messy, Diddy? Are you you going to remain vigilant? in your efforts I'm to keep it clean or what do you want to try to remain vil- uh diligent and not let it get messy all right well it's very the real question is how long is it going to be before he tinkers no <laughs> i i'm seriously i'm i'm i that's the tinkering, sad. The 
the tinkering's going to be in the overlays and the uh and the twitch stuff alex i'm telling you we're going to get that saturday morning picture guys i decided to move the computer right here (laughs) i do have to put the computer back together i have to put the i have to put the water block back on the video yeah because you you still you still haven't yeah because you had that issue before with your water block you guys can listen back old episodes about that but uh i mean in general do you even want the water block anymore yeah it definitely keeps the graphics card cooler um i know a couple of times during resident evil it Mm -hmm. was pushing 80 degrees it was that is it it was hot that is a harsh game on your computer no matter what you're running that is a that that's an intense game and by the way quick plug for that because um I'm about to beat the game. We're going to be playing it live here at twitch.tv slash Alex Albis. Me and my buddy Turbo Tweet. We played Resident Evil 7, going on to Resident Evil 8. Uh, and we have been playing through that. We're on like the very last part of the game. We're uh, going up against Heisenberg, if you're familiar with that, Diddy, having played the game. And yep. so we'll be uh, we'll be live streaming that. But uh, I've also been editing down and, and adding some funny clips and stuff to the youtube channel so if you head to twitch or i'm sorry youtube.com slash alex albisu you guys can see uh the entire playthrough there um in an episodic format so um everything will be up to date tomorrow morning when episode seven publishes there so uh you guys can look forward to that and it's really really funny or it's hilarious and scary all at the same time so uh don't don't miss out on that it's gonna be a lot of fun um Let's see. Uh, uh, anything you wanted to round out on this, Diddy? Any lessons learned or, or takeaways for the audience at home who may be like, you know, wanting to do this themselves? So here, here's my takeaway. Um, yeah, you can do starter stuff, but if you're serious about it, uh, you're better off to make the investment up front. Mm-hmm. That's, Buy that's once, my... cry once. Yep. Yes, that's that's my advice is to get what you want the first time. Yep. I, because I you'll did, get I you'll get into it not too far, not too far, and you'll be like, ah, oh, gotten a better one. Yeah, I, I kind of I experienced a little bit of both sides of that, depending on what equipment that you see here on my desk. It depends, but and, um, yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's expensive. It's there very isn't any doubt about yeah. it. And buy the best that you can afford. Buy the yes, best that the you best. can afford. That's that's what I was going to say, too. I think there's a good middle ground by buying the best yeah. that you could afford. Don't so. go broke. <laughs> don't Still spend be able to, money you don't have. Don't go house poor. It's like when you buy a that's house, right. yeah. don't be house poor. You got a nice house with no furniture. That's right. That's, that's right. why we own a townhouse. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, yeah. uh, oh my God, our house is expensive. Very expensive. Come on down here to the bridge, Don. Man. You guys looking at moving or like what are you trying to do? Uh, we would love to have like a single floor house. But we don't Rancher? have up and down the stairs. But it just there's no way. No. Hey, just, listen, Don, if, like... you come, if you come on out here to my neighborhood, man, my my neighborhood is full of ranchers with basements. Yeah, there was one oh, over near Alex. I could have thrown fit, dead fish in his backyard. It would have been sort of cool, but um, I couldn't afford it. <laughs> it's outrageous out here. It's outrageous. I mean, we bought it at the right time. Everything around us has gone up like 200 grand. Big bunny it's Alex. Crazy. No. You know, just, Alex got that paper. It, yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, So we were last here about two weeks ago live talking about the whole Epic and Apple situation. And uh, we have a mailbag episode to to talk through. So that whole, you got mail. Oh, what was that? Uh, that, that was a great sound clip, Alex. Oh, thanks. Um, so we have a, a couple of folks that wrote in. First, I got a Twitter message from Cyrenex, um, a patron. Thank you for your support, Cyrenex. Um, somebody that you've seen live here on uh, Twitch playing games with me every once in a while. He says, hey, Alex, just listen to the latest jam. And I think there was a key point that was missed during the opening discussion. It's possible that Epic is using the lawsuit as a springboard for their own store. They publicly stated that they take a smaller cut from the app sales than Apple. They know what they were doing when they broke the terms of service with Apple 
and probably don't expect to win the suit. But they're giving the appearance that they're fighting for the little guy, which can go a long way to draw people to their platform. And if you guys remember, when we first brought this up a few months ago, when this whole thing started, that was one of the things that we actually talked about was was how, and by the way, thank you, Cyrenex, for that. And and because I'm glad that you brought that up because this is something that we forgot to revisit in the episode, was that Epic is trying to put on a front that they're doing this for the for the little guy. They're fighting for the little guy on behalf of the little guy, taking it to that big apple, but... I um I still think it's a lot of bullshit. <laughs> you guys have any thoughts on that? Right. I mean, I think I think it's a waste of money. You you know, here's the thing. I I don't think it's a bad argument to make from the independent vendors side. Right? Like if if Epic wanted to make a good faith effort to try to get change, I think there were ways that they could have gone about it. I just think what they did was probably the worst way to go about it and kind of ensured their defeat. But, you know, if it's just one of these things where, hey, I'm putting on a I'm putting on a show for the people. Yeah. Then, hey, maybe maybe they're getting exactly what they wanted. Yep. I I think Epic knew exactly what. They want, they don't expect to win the suit. What they want is they want the judge to come down and say, Apple, you have to let people install things on their, install applications on their devices from somewhere other than the App Store. And I think that's the thing that is never going to happen. Yep. Because at the end of the day. I mean, that's what they want because they want the Epic, they want people to stuff through the epic launcher they want the epic launcher on the on on the ios devices and they want people to buy stuff through yep yep um so thank you sirenx for that uh next up we have an email from audi um who's also in the chat with us hey fellas so i've been following the epic versus apple thing um mostly from reporting from the verge and then there's some and and then some other tech journalists i follow here's my take Epic totally poked the bear to get this going, but ultimately they did it by breaching their contract with Apple. They're going to lose this. Agreed. As Diddy said, it seems like the judge thinks Epic is full of it, but is also poking holes in Apple's reasoning for the business model they have. It all comes down to the fact that Apple controls the iPhone. You buy it, you own it. Um, not that is. I'm sorry, you buy it, you own it, but Apple controls it. It's a matter of whether or not that is right. And there's really good arguments on both sides. I think Apple is going to have to uh, to relinquish some of that control to keep consumers and especially if they want to grow consumers outside of the US. Epic will lose this case, but it has definitely exposed some places in, um, in Apple's armor. Agreed on that, by the way, yes. Also, mm -hmm. J-Dimes, I'm sorry, but there are a lot of folks who don't, I'm sorry, who own these smartphones who have no idea how they work. I promise you there are plenty of folks who only know how to call or FaceTime or use the very few apps they need and then have little clue how anything else works on the phone. Yes, plenty of people know and understand having to go to Amazon on the web to buy something, but... Um, there are equally just as many people who don't know that, who don't understand why, and frankly, who don't care to know. Okay, that's it from not, from me for now, TTFN Audi. Audi, thank you for the email. I would agree with Audi. I okay. would agree with Audi on part of that. I think there are plenty of people that have iPhones and don't know how to do everything or all of the things that their phone can do. I don't think those are the people playing Fortnite and who are confused about what Epic is claiming is causing confusion. Mm, maybe. <laughs> I kind of side with Audi on this because uh, I really. Uh, uh, Diddy, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I don't know. I it, I think there are enough people playing those kinds of 
battle royale jump in style games that just don't understand they're on their phone i'm like i'm like they don't buy it here and i can't yeah I like don't. they don't get the economics of it you know like, they, like yeah they're just like i'm playing the game i want to buy it and i, I want to buy it and they, and they do it and, and they don't really think twice about if they're getting a better deal or who's getting the money or like what's actually happening there right so that that's where yeah so i you know i i good good thoughts by the way audi and and I think I agree with you on all your points. Tim, Tim, I don't know about that. I audience uh, chat says, I agree, but those people playing Fortnite are not the majority of people using a smartphone. Well, that's true. My, my, my argument was geared more towards our discussion in that episode, which was about those Epic making the, making the statement that, having to go back to the browser was causing confusion those that those people didn't know how to do that or understand how that works and i just don't think those are the people playing fortnite right right well keep keep the emails coming folks if you guys want to talk through it just like we have uh revisited it today please let us know we'd be happy to read your email you can email joystickandmouse at gmail.com excuse me on this topic as well as anything else that we talk about in the news which is happening right now it's time for the news all right oh this is one uh this is one got us thinking and racking our brains about all those games that we've played what are the most iconic doors that you have encountered in a game this is such a weird List. Isn't this weird? This is such yeah. a weird list. I ran across this and I was like, oh, we have to talk about this on the show because this was just so strange. It's so weird. Um, and they actually covered off on a couple of them that that I immediately thought of. Um, in fact, there are two on this first page. So this is an article from screenrant.com. We're gonna, as always, have the uh, links in the show notes, and you can uh see here the first one is this door in Ocarina of Time. This actually wasn't one that I thought of, but I but I saw it and I was like, oh yeah, that feeling as a kid playing that game. Wait, one of y'all haven't played Ocarina of Time. Who was it? That, that would be I. Okay, Damn. this is like a very iconic moment in the game. Um, mm -hmm. When you're leaving the temple and and I think you've, you've grown older or whatever. But anyway, so... That, it's, it's such an iconic moment in that game. And I remember that being like almost a the next chapter of that game and feeling like you're just like, like oh, this, oh, sh shit's getting real in this game. Like that was that was when things started to get kind of cool, right? Um, by the way, this this next one, it, it, it just in general, is one of my uh, favorites. Fallout 3. Not and And by the way, not necessarily Fallout 3, but the Fallout games in general. When you leave the vault, when you see the vault door open, and then you kind of step out into the wild, and that light that hits you and blinding, and then all of a sudden you see the big wasteland. Did you guys, is that iconic to you guys playing any of those Fallout the, games? The very I'm... first, the very first one I thought about. Me, yeah, Fallout. me too. But I think they got, they got the game right. They got the franchise right. They got the door wrong. It's that vault door. When totally. that vault door rolls open the first time, you're it's sort of like, holy shit. That's <laughs> that's really a moment in the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if it's this little door that you go through after you come out of the vault door. It's no, not, not this door, door it's rolling the vault open. Door. Totally, totally. Yeah. So they, they kind of botched it on that. Um J-Dimes, are you big into the Fallout games or no? No, I played the third one and didn't finish it. It just didn't didn't catch you. It didn't speak yeah, but to you. You got this far, right? You got this far when the when you open up the vault. I did. I just that door I don't remember that door. Like looking at the door doesn't mm. doesn't do it for me, but I do know that I got out of the vault. Yeah. Well, this next one was another one on my list, by the way. Resident Evil. I have fond, fond memories as a young child playing Resident Evil wow. 1. And uh, I was sitting there. My sister was sitting next to me. She was very young. Uh, both of us were young. 
And, I was going to say, um, there's not that big of an age difference between the two but, of you. But, you know, she was kind of at that age where it was, like, a lot younger to, to be looking at Resident Evil. <laughs> I shouldn't have been looking at Resident Evil, but I had a stomach for it. She didn't. And so <laughs> when we walked through that door and then turned and saw that zombie eating that guy, I'll tell you who got grounded <laughs> because they let their <laughs> little sisters see that. <laughs> and that iconic door slowly opening into darkness was so eerie and scary and groundbreaking for that time. And and they've kind of updated it for the newer games that have come out. And still, even to this day, and Don, you know this because you just played uh, Resident Evil 8. And like I just played through Resident Evil 7. I'm, I'm about to finish 8. You still walk through doors in that game. Mm-hmm. And it's eerie <laughs> in, in its own the little way. Very, uh, it's cool. Very um, uh, uh, ominous. Yeah, ominous. They're very prominent in the in the Resident yeah. Evil games. You yeah. always know that some that this is here. Here's your sign that something's about to happen. Yeah, shit's about to go down, and you're gonna open this door, and you'll you'll oh you'll see. Um, next up, one that I didn't necessarily think of, unfortunately, but but it makes sense. Uh, Bioshock Infinite. So when you and I would actually argue that it's really both when you go to Columbia and Rapture from uh, Bioshock 1 and 2, when you enter the the tower, for instance, in Bioshock 1, that is such an iconic moment. You hear the uh, the music playing, um, like just the, the that old classic music. Um, and, and then similar feels in Bioshock Infinite, and it completely sets the tone for what you're about to experience. It's walking into that world, opening the door into that world. What are your all's thoughts on on Bioshock in this in this case? It's another game that like I didn't get all the way into. Oh god, it's one of my favorites of all time. James. Now, so you know, here's the funny thing, right? Will loves lo- loves both of the games that you just we just looked at. Like um, Bioshock, I think is probably one of his favorite series. I have played bioshock one and two and i believe and i know i played infinite and i enjoyed infinite more than the other ones um but i didn't finish bioshock infinite if you play so i should put it this way don't play infinite unless you have beaten bioshock one and two because there is so much context at the end of infinite that plays into what happens in Bioshock One and Two? Well, I didn't get far enough to spoil oh, that. So. It's, so this good. is absolutely one of those franchises you should play in order and finish all the games. Absolutely, absolutely. And finally, on this list, uh, one that I—I I mean, this isn't up on nope. my list. Dark Souls. Nope. Is this the nope. one Will got you? Uh, yeah. You know, he, he got, got me. Dark, he, got me he got me Demon Soul. It's the same, you know. Yeah. Same sort of deal, right? In this game, and Dark Souls is notoriously one of the hardest games ever. People celebrated for, you know, beating it without getting hit or, uh, you know, speed running it. And, and, you know, when you're accessing different zones or walking up to different monsters or, like, the boss fights or whatever, that iconic door opening that you see in those games, that happens. Um, Not my cup of tea, (laughs) but it is so hard. It's so hard. It's such a hard game. Um, but I, I, I respect and, and love the admiration for these games that, you know, happy to talk about it here on the show, obviously, but, uh, yeah, th- I thought that was an interesting list. Any, uh, any observations? This one didn't cross my mind when I was thinking back through the doors. The one in, um, Bioshock did. Yeah. You walk out to that terrace the very first time and you see the city floating there and yes. And the, um, and the the ship off in the distance. That's that's definitely one. One that didn't make it that I thought was like, how could you miss this? Was in God of War three, when you open the doors to Olympus. That is like the oh, moment yeah. in God of War. That that is the moment in in almost the whole franchise. 
is when you open those doors and walk into Olympus for the first time. That's that's phenomenal. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I didn't even think of that. I mean, so you could say my, the same thing about about the newer God of War, though, too, for PS4. You could, but, I mean, that one sort of sets up the rest of the franchise for a very long time because it tells a lot of the... Like, I'm thinking about, sporting, like, walking into the Bifrost in that in that game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, I thought about that, too, when you walk across the, uh, uh, the, the, the bridge, bridge for the yeah. first time and walk through those doors into the Bifrost. Yeah, and, and even into the other worlds, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yep. when you when you cross mm -hmm. that threshold and then you're, like, in a completely different setting, like there's something jarring that happens you know yeah but this that one the one for three sort of sets it all up it's it's you get a lot of backstory for kratos and you get a yeah. lot of why he feels the way he does about the gods and now i i thought that was really iconic um one of the most iconic tours ever in a game what um, else is no go ahead finish you know thought. another one that it's came to mind when i was thinking about this was um uh the one for uh hellblade uh sanu's revenge oh yeah when you walk into that door for the first time into the city and people are gearing and making comments about her and stuff that's that's a, a lot of emotion in there yeah, that's a pretty big reveal in a in a video game, and that's that's I thought that was pretty iconic. I mean, there's a lot of that's sort of that game's forte, right? Is solving yeah. the puzzles to open the doors. But that one in particular, when you walk across the bridge for the first time and walk through the gates into the city proper, is is pretty stunning. Yeah, the the one one that I was thinking of was Gone Home, which is one of my favorite game yep. i've talked about it yeah. a lot you walk through that first that front door you know after trying to kind of like figure out how do you get into your own house and, and you realize like how big this house is that you're gonna have to traverse and figure out where your family is um that's one that personally uh you know jives with me a lot oddly oddly normal one in chat says not exactly a door but castlevania first going to the inverted castle i don't have any experience playing the castlevania games like I, I know of them. I've seen people play them, but I don't have a whole lot of intimate familiarity with the story. So I think that that, uh, if you say so, that's <laughs> that's what I say. <laughs> what about you, J Dimes? I, what are you thinking? Um, so I always think about Devil May Cry. Um, in the first one, you're kind of like running up, like the side of a mountain and stairs and you get to the top and they kind of use the same mechanic throughout the game as far as how the doors are animated but the doors have like this like demon in them and as you commit as you finish activities so that you can progress to the next section you will see like the demon break in uh. the door so that the door opens yeah um yeah i know what you're talking that's about really, that's really the only game that i can think of yeah that like where the door for me that i've played yeah the door is a big kind of a big mechanic part of the story well everybody at home write in if you have a door that comes to mind that wasn't perhaps on this list let us know joystick and mouse at gmail.com um <laughs> this this next one is is kind of weird uh so I what <laughs> go ahead diddy i just i, I mean I, I just made the national news i, I know i know I, we have lost our minds yeah. either that or the pandemic has damaged our logic reasoning uh faculties a mcdonald's chicken nugget shaped like a character from among us sold on ebay for almost a hundred thousand dollars no that's that's not wrong everybody a hundred thousand dollars but it is wrong Sounds kind of sus, right? Haha, <laughs> but um, that's fucked up. I mean, okay, first of all, let's not let's not let's not discount. Let's not discount 
the the tremendous impact that a game like Among Us has had over the course of this pandemic. It's a it's a game that is noted for having brought everybody together uh, and, and and bridged gaps where people would have normally had game night. They could just hop on Among Us, but a chicken nugget from McDonald's oh, that looks like the little McDonald's. character. Not going to be able to do it. So, I, I, go ahead. I would just like to point out, right, currently on eBay, there are 522 Chicken McNuggets for sale. Dude. And for everybody uh, watching at home, uh, this is what it looked like. It, it is, uh, it looks like, it's, it's got the two little uh, stubs there for the legs, and then it's rounded at the top. Um... Yeah, so so that happened. That I I just couldn't. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> That's weird. Um, it is weird. So anyway, it looks like we lost J Dimes for just a hot second. There you are. So yeah, I think uh, any any uh, any final comments on on that? People are nuts. Go put it I, in some sweet and sour sauce. Go eat it. Yeah, what what do you think this guy's gonna do? You think that this guy's gonna take it and and like eat it just to meme it? Listen, I would say let's see how long that chicken nugget holds up. I wanna see that thing in a I, I wanna go to a museum in like fifty years with my grandchildren. And see that thing behind some glass. Look, I know this guy who who bought this. I'm sure listens to this show. Everybody does. <laughs> make it happen. I know people I, at the Smithsonian. We can make it happen. For sure. <laughs> Such a weird story. Anyway, E3 oh, is coming up. Oh, go ahead. A part of me wonders if he'll ever actually get paid. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I wonder if the item actually, like, you know, somebody actually paid. Right. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, E3 is uh, is coming up this week. We expect a lot of announcements and reveals as always, but no Sony. And as uh, such, there's no PlayStation talk. Uh, does it matter? And what are we looking forward to seeing most? Gentlemen. So first of all, it's weird that a conference is happening because like I don't I don't know, like I'm still like in that COVID mindset where it's like, oh, you mean masses of people are getting together, but actually it's okay because people are getting vaccinated. This is what we're meant to be doing. The world is opening back up. Yeah, so that's fine. Um so so that's that. But, you know, there is no Sony or, or PlayStation um which is a notable absence. Um, there is talk about GTA six coming Bioshock four, um, Elden ring, elder scrolls six Hogwarts legacy. That's what I'm kind of looking forward to final fantasy 16 and the legend of Zelda breath of the wild two. And there's a huge list here on this den of geek article that we'll be putting in the, uh, in the show notes. Um, based on what we're talking about here, uh, gentlemen, what are you looking forward to seeing from E3 this year? That, that uh, wow, it's like overwhelming. Calm down, everybody. I don't know, if it's, I don't know if it's anything specific, but I sort of can't wait to see. I'm not really interested in getting one, but I'd like to see what's involved with the Nintendo Switch Pro. Yeah. Yeah, can, good call. Can I, can I answer your question a different way? Yeah. I don't care to see anything that's not coming out in the next year. Okay. Yeah, that's a fair, that's fair. <laughs> You know, like so, like it, like Breath of the Wild too. Great, is it coming out this year? If not, no. I don't want to see it. Yeah, no, no. I bet it's not. And, but, but why not? No, I, like hey. they've been working on this game since. How long did it Breath take for of the... the Wild games? One game of the year. What was that? Three years ago. Yeah, but how long did it take for Breath of the Wild to come out? Like, like when they first announced it, wasn't it something outrageous? Like, I don't know. But I, like, this is the thing that irks me the most about these conferences is that they sit here and talk to us about games that we're not going to play for three, four, five years. Yeah. I don't care about those games. I want to hear about the games I can play. Yep. Yep. Or that are at least are coming soon. Yeah. It gets I'm, me all I'm, hot and bothered for nothing. 
Yeah, and then, Jay Dimes on and this. then the game not may not come out. In the next out. 18 months, I don't want to know about it. Yeah. Then it might not come out. Then it might get pushed back. You know, then 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 we get hyped up for a game that is broken when it releases or it's underwhelming. I'm talking about Cyberpunk. Oh, there it is. I was going to say Cyberpunk's the perfect example, right? There it is. They announced it. It got all hyped. Everybody wanted it. And they pushed it out too early and it sucked. Hey, listen, Broken. and this, this, I'm also talking about the division, no, the first one, because that was a very underwhelming game for a long time. Very long time. Um, it's a reason I stopped playing it. I like the division too. It's gotten better. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I would be interested to see if they talk about there. There's a rumor that Ubisoft is coming out with a new Tom Clancy game that is going to kind of be a mesh up between rainbow ghost and splinter cell i don't know how they're planning to do this because hmm. those are three those are three very different mechanical very mechanically different games but Isn't i would say battle royale then i don't care yeah i think uh, Yo, give me a new splinter i cell. seem to remember hearing that that was a battle royale style game it could that's be. what i want the reason they can mesh three franchises together like i don't want to play a battle royale give me a new splinter so give me something i actually there is a battle royale i'm actually looking forward to um and i hope we get more information on it because it's supposed to come out later this year but it's the new battlefield battlefield uh is coming out with a some kind of a a battle royale like huge huge map sort of gameplay so is it supposed to be modern or yeah, like, supposed to be. It's supposed to be modern with like modern vehicles and weapons and everything that I feel like I kind of I just kind of want like a breath of fresh air in my battle royale. I'm just Call of Duty is it's fine. Um, it's OK. You know, you know what I would love is if this Battlefield game was something akin to Medal of Honor Warfighter. Which I think is one of the best first-person shooters to That's come out classic. in the last twenty yep. years yep. that nobody, nobody, nobody yep. played. But it was a yeah. great game. Good game, yeah. The campaign was great, and um, the multiplayer was great. It just yep. it couldn't it couldn't take out COD. But a lot of that game ended up in Battlefield Three, and I want to say Battlefield Four. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe they made it squad-based more like an overwatch style oh that's yeah, so another here, one overwatch here's another two. one where they're just giving you they're just giving you the multiplayer and they're just like yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna spend money on the campaign we're just gonna reskin a multiplayer and give it to you i mean that's, maybe make you pay a little for that it. is that would be a classic call of duty i mean the difference with a battlefield game is that one hasn't come out in several years so they would it would be completely updated engine uh expectation that there would be completely updated you know uh gameplay mechanics and other things that would play into the battle royale and especially with the way that battlefield handles large map pvp to begin with um with the what with the you know aerial combat and all the other things that they do really well i don't know yeah. i i i i'd be down to give that a shot i, I i've always really liked battlefield games um in fact I, I like battlefront the star wars game i just have nobody to play it with uh so i think that there's opportunity was, to do more of that was it battle was it battlefield 3 that they just put on back compat oh i have no idea that that's news to me i don't know could be could be you know something else though that i really hope that they talk about is final fantasy 7 remake part 2 I want to see more of that story. Final Fantasy VII Remake, the, the first part, was fantastic. And they're they're coming out with um, the... They have the PS5, like, enhanced version that's out now. Uh, with the included... Like, they included, like, a new story that includes, like, Yuffie and some other people. So I, I would love to see them continue the story because, obviously, like, the story's not done. And uh, meet some of the new characters. or Or at least get some, like get some news about that even that if that's coming out in like a couple years i just want to know that it's like it's coming because <laughs> i'm i i i want more final fantasy 7 in my life so uh diddy what do you want to see 
Um, like I said, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing about the the Switch Pro. Yep. Um, there's a Borderlands spinoff coming. I don't remember the name of it. Hmm. Underworld. Waterworld. That's a, that's a movie. Wonderland, maybe? Oh, maybe something like that. That sure. sounded anything, anything, uh, uh, Borderlands. I'm, I'm all into. Yeah. All um, see, right. new, uh, I think there's new Pokemon coming. Yeah. Maybe we'll get some info about that. Yeah. I'm really digging the setting of, so they have that new Pokemon Legends Arceus or, or something. But it's a it's a new game coming out where you you it's in the Shino Sino Shino how do you say it? I don't know but it's in a region that we've already explored but it is taking place several decades or or centuries before where you know Pokeballs are like made out of wood and it's a really neat sort of setting I thought that that was really creative it's like okay let's not look at it in the same timeline as like modern day Pokemon. Let's go back to the beginning when we're still understanding what Pokemon are. And uh, a lot of familiar Pokemon there, and you start out with some of the uh, familiar Pokemon that we've seen over the past, you know, several decades of playing Pokemon to begin with, but, you know, new starting Pokemon to begin with. So I, I think that that's, that's a really neat approach. Uh, but then also uh, that Diamond and Pearl remake coming out soon. Uh, so yeah, new, new stuff happening there. And you know that, you know, we will always, uh, like every E3 talk about our highlights here on the show. So you can look forward to some recaps. Um, I'm sure next week when we have some closure on the event, uh, in some, and next week, it'll still be going on while we record. Yeah. We'll be able to talk about some of the stuff, um, that, that has been highlighted at that point, but uh, I, I'm gonna. It's gonna be interesting. I got uh, Jacob's baptism this weekend, and a bunch of families coming into town. So, gotta figure out how I'm gonna <laughs> keep up to date on everything. You getting um, you getting some uh, some trays of tacos to feed the feed the family? Nah, we're ordering Willard's. Silence. Yeah, hey, listen. I like I like Willard's. I'm, I was trying to think like, hmm, I could like just come crash for the leftovers. <laughs> On Sunday night, Monday morning. Willard's for everybody at home. It's a, it's a, it's a good barbecue place down the road. Diddy doesn't like it. it. Actually, I'm, I'm, I am, I could just be a glutton. Uh, I'm meeting my buddy at Foster's Wednesday. I could stop by Willard's on the way back home. There you go. Yes. And just take some food to put in the fridge and have, have, have on Thursday. That sounds like a plan. (laughs) Like a quarter potato salad, some sausage. That's gross. Maybe some, maybe some brisket. <laughs> what you don't like their potato no, salad? No, I like it. I'm just saying you're gonna Ugh. be, you know, cramming your arteries with so much stuff. Not all at one time. Okay. I'll right. spread it out over. I'll share. I'll share with the others oh. in the in the house. All right. If you say so. If you say so. Uh, yeah. Um, friends, we have a uh, <laughs> some some interesting news about this 5G technology full stream ahead 5g to accelerate cloud gaming expansion and now thanks to all of our awesome shots from the pfizer vaccine and uh and and, and handling this covid situation we're i was gonna say it. i was spots. gonna say you beat me to it i was and so my, gonna say all my it. little 5g nanobots yeah. running through there i, I yeah. and all and all joking aside uh this is cool i, I really like how um uh, 5g is is being leveraged to help drive some of the uh some of the the needs that that we have around gaming and infrastructure for gaming so diddy you want to talk us through this one so i i thought this was really interesting that that these two articles hit at the same time one of them talks about the future of cloud gaming in the western world uh where when 5g becomes more more uh, prevalent uh throughout the country um, and, and they are saying that it will, like we've said several times is when, when you can get enough bandwidth to handle, handle the interaction, then, then it'll become more common. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that in the UAE 5g has been implemented. They have full 5g almost throughout the country and they have actually seen now where, uh, cloud gaming has 
increase uh almost uh what is it 24% um yeah. over the last year since 5G has been implemented yeah i think that's a, a fairly significant it is yeah um a statistic uh to show that people are actually i think they'll actually use the cloud gaming if it's easy to use and it gives them a good experience and i think this sort of goes back to that thing of people don't care how it works just as long as it does um sure. the, the people on their phone they don't they don't care they don't they don't care where the where they're making their purchase or how they get the data they don't care whether it's running in the cloud or on their phone or whatever they just want to play the game right yeah no, so I, think, I think if 5G is available, I think people will use it. And I think we'll see a lot more people using the cloud services to play games in the future. Right. Uh, I love this. I think that if we could do away with... I mean, I, th I, I, I think it would be challenging for us to get rid of private networks, like our own local area network. Because, like, at, at some point, I feel like you'd want your own little isolated thing for, like, all of your own devices your connected devices and stuff in your house and um maybe I maybe i'm saying Western that now we're, or, we're too damn paranoid to get rid of our no I, yeah and that's the thing i mean personal network. which I, I get to some extent it's like i don't want my neighbors to be seeing all of my my stuff you know on my network i mean um so like i don't know i mean do you have a thought on this jay can't say that i've had a great 5g experience yet um why do you think that is i i i don't think it's i don't think that the we have enough towers mm. around here yeah so like so that you get a good um 5g experience yet yet um right. i think i've read it i I feel like I read an article like not too long after I switched over to Verizon where they were saying that for most people, you're almost better staying on the 4G band because you will get more consistent speeds because there was a hiccup between the switching back and forth where a lot of times you might be on a 5G tower but the power from the tower was low enough that you were better off taking the full speed 4G. Hmm. I mean, but that sounds like a very, like, temporary issue. I, you know, I don't know. Um, like right now, sitting in my house, that just sounds like a bandwidth issue because there is possibly like just not enough tower to go around for now. Quite possibly. So like right now in my house, if I was not using Wi-Fi, I'd be on LTE. I'd be on 4G. Uh -huh. Like I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't get 5G in my house. I think 5G becomes see. a much better option for people when there's enough tower coverage that you can take advantage of those speeds in your house. Mm. So for me, I need to be, I need to be up on Route One, almost near your parents' house. Yeah. Before I get a good 5G signal. Now they might get great a great 5G signal out there. Um cuz it seems like there are a fair amount of towers in that area of Route 1. Yeah. Um but I guess and, and this might be closer to to answering your question. I really think for people it's going to depend on what their tower coverage is like. I I that's that's my point, right? Like I think that at the end of the day the the more that these companies decide to invest in this infrastructure yeah. and just this this philosophy of like internet for all like as internet becomes more of a commodity that can become be more of that can be more of like a um well i guess what i'm trying to say is like be seen as more of a uh like utility, a utility. A utility. thank you exactly right now it's a commodity it really should be more that's of a utility. that's what i meant to say yeah. less yeah. of a commodity more of a utility that yeah. Uh, that once we decide as a nation and, and a people to do that, that that's where we'll see, you know, I, I think yeah. some movement there. I, yeah, I think, you know, we've always had this discussion about 
streaming and gaming and the 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 one sticking point I've always I've always had is you know what do you do about Middle America where they're not getting gigabit drops right from FiOS and Google and AT and T right and 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 so five G towers from cell service and then things like Starlink from Musk you know what I mean like those are going to be the the those are going to be the technologies that I think are also going to drive the hardwire companies to start building bandwidth out there because they're going to start losing customers because you can get better speeds from, from your, your cell phone provider than you're getting from your, your internet provider. Yeah. I don't know that we'll ever, I don't know that that'll ever be an issue here you know, where we live, but definitely I think can be an impact impact in, in the middle part of the country. Yeah. That's eventually it'll get there though. I, I I believe that eventually it'll get there. It just won't be as quickly as what we get here. You know, it, it, it brings like an, an interesting, an interesting dichotomy because like we are, we're like technology farms on the on the coastal parts of America, right? What do you mean by technology but, farm? Like you can get great cell service, you can get great home internet, you know, like mm-hmm. bandwidth is not an issue here, right? Well, it's also like supply and demand because every, everything's so freaking populated <laughs> here in the DC area. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. But then you like you look at like from a food standpoint, right? Or from like like an oil standpoint, like, like we suffer, you know what I mean? Like think about two or three weeks ago when we were having that gas shortage, right? Like Uh. the gas, the gas shortage didn't occur in middle America because that's where all of the stuff is. Like they didn't have a problem getting, by the way, chat, anybody out there uh, deal with the the gas shortage? (laughs) That was so stupid. Anyway. Yeah. So I, I just think, I think it's funny how like, like there is an abundance of technology bandwidth on the coast. Right. And there is an abundance of real commodities. Oh, I'm sorry, not real real utility. Yeah. In in the middle part of the country. Yep. Right? Like that's that's where your energy is. This is where your food sources are. They're they're like they're there, but they don't really have the technology. It's a weird trade-off when you think about it. Yeah. Oddly normal one in chat says had some idiots here in Georgia freaking out over the gas thing, but no issues getting it myself. Good for you. I, I had a couple of weeks where I wasn't able to do it, but I mean, like we don't go anywhere. We were, you know, I was both gonna of us say, we don't home. go anywhere. So that week that we couldn't find gas, it wasn't there was, that big a deal. There was that one time where we needed to go down to my in-laws and I was like, dude, we're at less than a quarter of a tank and uh, they live kind of far away. Like I would just hate to be in a position where, we didn't make. In fact, we were less than an eighth of a tank left. Um, it, it was That's it was going to be a close call. Uh, you need that Tesla. Yeah, you know my dad's going to get one. My, da- oh, my your dad. Your dad's is, getting a Tesla. Yeah, so my dad lives in a condo complex. For everybody listening, my dad lives in like a. It's it's not a high rise. It's you know, but it's like a condo complex. You know, several um, apartment style living areas, and and they have a basement where. That's where everybody parks. So he's working on getting like a public, like a uh, charger, put in for for their uh, for their garage, which is kind of rad. So because he, I think he's looking at either like Tesla or uh, Volkswagens coming out with one. Um, same thing with I think Chevy. Toyota has Toyota's got Toyota a, a Rav Four with the Rav Four Prime. Yeah, dude, the 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 freaking um. Uh, Tax incentives are pretty sweet. You you get. Hey, a, tell them to wait and get that uh that Ford. I don't know if he wants a pickup truck, but like nah. the uh, the Ford Lightning. You know what my dad drives right now. He drives a uh, a little uh uh GTI, a little Volkswagen GTI. Like he loves his like little cars. <laughs> Before that, he had like fucking. Smart what do they cars. drive when he has Aria? Oh, my mom has an Atlas, so they okay. They just drive that around, but anyway. 
Anyway, all right, enough oh, tangent. Enough tangent. VW people. Now yeah, for, for now, you know, they're VW people for now. But anyway. All right. We have a video game to review. So let's uh, jump yes, right into that. Yes, and the reviews were so mixed. They I'm were. Surprised. Diddy, this one's all you, my man. Am I, am I the only person playing it? You're the only person playing it. I haven't right. touched it yet. Well, you know you're wearing I'm the right. Playing it. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're wearing the right I shirt I have the too. right shirt on. What? Yeah. Um, what you? What you got? So, Friday. Friday, people were gathered in the Badlands, walk through the portal to the Burning Crusade in World of Warcraft, and it was epic. I can't tell you the feeling and the nostalgia that hit me when I walked through that portal. It was... I didn't think so. I didn't think it would. I didn't think I would, you know, be... But all the memories of of all that came flooding back, you know, and and uh, that was the time frame that, that my wife and I were were uh, um, becoming <laughs> wife and and that kind of thing. And as a, yeah, so as, was, as a reminder for everybody at home, Diddy and his wife met World of Warcraft. Met playing World of Warcraft. Yeah. Yep. Um, and and so we had some wonderfully great times playing Burning Crusades together. And and I was just I didn't think it would matter. I just think. I thought, well, you know, okay, well, we'll go do this again. But I really, my wife and I went and quested the other night together in um, Hellfire Peninsula, which is the first area you go into, and I just had a blast. Nice. I, it was, I was amazed at how it all came flooding back, and it was just so much fun going through and doing it again. This is like because we're watching some uh, we're watching just a YouTube video here on Twitch uh, of somebody playing this. And it's so nostalgic, dude. I'm just like it was amazing. But I I know what's going to happen if I were to jump in this. I'm going to enjoy it for like 20 minutes like I did classic. And be like, nah, you know, I'm done. <laughs> I just don't feel like doing, any, oh. doing it anymore. So part of this is, I also, well, so for, for, for this one, I, my warlock, because I know that's what I was playing at the time. Yeah. I knew what to do. But in the other part of this, when I'm not questing with my wife, I'm playing a druid and I'm playing it completely different. I'm playing melee class mm -hmm. style. I've never done before. Hmm. So it is all sort of new and and I'm really enjoying it because I'm doing something completely different. Right, right. Yeah, and and you know this, yeah, I mean this was a very special time for the game by the way. Like just kind of thinking back to what was it? Like <laughs> 13 years ago, 12 years yeah. ago or something. It was uh, it was a very special time for the game. It was the very first expansion for World of Warcraft. It would also set a precedent for what would be expected for expansions moving forward with the introduction of new races, but also just a really, really fun time. Like, uh, and and it was really hard for Blizzard to keep up with and and meet the expectations for several expansions moving forward. You know, after Wrath of the Lich King, I would say. Uh, that that would really meet the mark and what people were expecting. So, you know, two things well, come to mind. Go ahead. This expansion was so good. Yeah, it was it very was very going good. to be hard to top this. Right. And for me, like when I look at at this game, I think okay, two things. One, Wrath of the Lich King is coming up next, and you know, like that for me was my favorite expansion it's it's tempting for me to like want to jump in and want and like play this so i can play the next one and and kind of get back into that but the other thing that comes to mind for me is like world of warcraft in general just feels lackluster to me these days um what started out is probably one of my favorite story expansions in shadowlands 
it being just such a such a like engrossing and and I loved every little bit of it ended up just fizzling out because we're dealing with one of the longest lulls in patch history for for the expansion but you know part of it for me is just like I I really don't want to keep doing this with Blizzard anymore it's like I don't want to pay them for that's the other thing because you have to pay for this right if you have a subscription you don't get any it doesn't cost anything oh i thought that that you had to pay like 30 bucks or something Mm -mm. no Uh oh okay then never mind all right so okay there is a um so there's a special edition oh maybe that's a mount that you'll mount and some other things and stuff like that all right and you can also pay to boost your characters and that kind of thing but gotcha no you don't have to anything to go into burning crusade and as a matter of fact you can pick which one you want to do so if you have a character in classic you can say i want this character and i've done this i have one character that i left in classic and said i don't ever want you to go to another expansion you stay in classic forever and i have another character which i said yep go to burning crusade and those two are on the same same account and one of them when i log in i log in and i'm just in vanilla wow mm-hmm. and the other one when i log in i'm in, i'm in uh burning crusade yeah so I, what they've done is is amazing the as a programmer the software technology that they've used to do this is fascinating i would love to see behind the scenes and oh yeah and see how they Gosh. do it yeah how they're working the servers and the differentiation um, between but yeah. it's amazing yeah it's really really that's special well done yeah um the launch was perfect apparently there were no problems and none of the you know bugs and i mean there were queues to get in but that was sort of to be expected with that many people trying to get in at the same time right uh yeah i'm i mean it's it's really well done. Hey, what are you so so at the end of the day, do you see yourself investing a ton of time in classic like you would like and like you do today in retail? No, I got too much to do in retail. Yeah. I, I I have like I see all these like people playing like the I, you know, playing classic over retail and like that's where they're spending their time. I just couldn't see myself doing yeah. that. No, I don't see that. I, Retail's always first. I'll go in, I'll do my dailies, I'll go run. I mean, I got to get Soul Lash to get my, you know, next legendary. And I'm trying to get some stupid head blowy mount from, right. from uh, Revendrath. And, and I, but once I get those things out of the way, or if my wife wants to go, go play, um, I'll go quest with her, and I really enjoy that. So, but yeah, it's sort of like a... Uh, well, I'm done with retail for the day. I'll go, you know, Puts take around, around in here for half yeah. an hour, an hour, and yeah. see where I get to. Because I'll be honest with you, World of Warcraft, where it is now, we're so used to the quality of life things oh, that are in no. retail. Yes. It's hard to go back. It's hard to go back and realize that I have to freaking farm Shard to play as a warlock. Yeah. It's really um, hard. I lose, you know, a fifth of my bag space because I have to have a special bag just for them. It's there are definitely things that are a pain in the butt. Um and I don't think I'd want to play and like the people that have switched out of retail and are just playing classic, I don't I couldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I like the quality of life I, stuff I, too. Me much. too, dude. Me too. So, okay, so as we do with our um, with our reviews, give us your like your your takeaway and then your your rating. What you got? Okay, so my my takeaway for World of Warcraft for the Burning Crusade relaunch is it was really well done by Blizzard. It was it was perfect launch. Uh, I didn't have any problem. Uh, what they've done with letting you keep your character or move it forward was fantastic. I would give 
that portion of it just top marks they did a fantastic job burning crusade itself is is probably you know the best is is on par with wrath of the lich king as the best expansion um somebody asked a question in twitter this week was what zone did you walk into in world of warcraft that was the most inspiring and i had to say that it actually was from this expansion and it's nagrin you walk into nagrin and yeah the very first time you walk into the valley from the swamp you see the floating rocks and you see the waterfalls and the and the the rolling hills and it's absolutely stunningly and i i you just sat there and looked at it for and back then like it was beautiful you know and minutes you know it was amazing and i there have not been many times in world of warcraft where i walked into an area and said wow this is stunning yeah um but that's the one that that area was just amazing. Um, so what's your rating? So I would I would give it, for launch-wise, 10 out of 10. They did a fantastic job. Uh, the way they implemented it was great. World of War, that era of World of Warcraft, I would probably give an 8 out of 10. Yeah, just good nostalgia, man. Good nostalgia. It, it, but, but the nostalgia factor is just yeah. so amazing. So good, so good. Well, maybe I'll jump in there one of these days. I'm just having trouble even playing World of Warcraft as it exists today. So, <laughs> I don't know. There's so well, it's, it's the same thing with us all the time, right? We only got so many hours. So many hours. There are and so many games to play. That's I got, the thing. I got brand new games sitting over there on the Me PS5 too, that I just can't get to. Yeah. But anyway, all right. Let us know if you're playing World of Warcraft and want to talk about the burning crusade and everything happening in there and if you have uh, thoughts on it to share with diddy email us joystickmouse at gmail.com uh gentlemen that'll be a show let's go ahead and clap it out everybody who's hanging out with us here live on twitch.tv slash alex alvisu thank you very much for being with us uh you can catch us live uh twitch.tv slash alex alvisu every monday at 8 30 p.m eastern if you want to watch the replays of this as well as other content you can do so over at youtube.com slash alex alvisu uh let me think what else oh if you head over to joystickandmouse.com that's a new little setup for our website we're kind of reworking some things with the website and uh but there is still all of our contact information how to get in touch with us uh and we're looking at further evolving that website um over the next coming months stay tuned for that uh let me think anything else gentlemen no nope that's it then from uh from me from diddy diddy you want to say goodbye you later folks jay dimes take it easy be good to yourself be good to others take care if you like this show check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com diamond club hopes you have enjoyed this program <laughs>